Sky Caramba, March 5th through 11th, 2023. Venus and Jupiter start the week still rather close in the evening sky. They were just a half degree apart last Wednesday and Thursday. Look to the west after sunset to see them separate. They're almost 9 degrees apart when the week ends. Venus is the brighter object and is above Jupiter. In a telescope, Venus is gibbous and getting slightly bigger in apparent size. Binoculars or a telescope may reveal the Galilean moons of Jupiter. You can easily see three or four of them almost all the time. Rarely you may see just one or two, and very rarely you can spot Jupiter with all of its moons hidden. Mars passes south of the star Elnath in Auriga this week. The red planet is moving directly, that is, eastward. Mercury, if it's visible at all when the week starts, won't be when the week ends. Viewers around 25 degrees south latitude may be able to see the messenger planet retreating from the morning sky and heading into the sunrise. They'll have a better chance of seeing Saturn emerging into the morning, though. Observers farther south are getting good morning views of the ring planet now, too. Saturn will get high enough for viewers near the equator and in the low northern latitudes to spot it, too, if weather conditions are favorable. For middle and high northern latitude observers, keep waiting. It might take a few weeks. On Monday, the moon passes near Regulus, the bright star in Leo. When one astronomical object passes another on the celestial dome, it's called a conjunction. There are three ways of measuring when a conjunction happens and how far apart the objects are. The most obvious to many people would be a conjunction in right ascension. Right ascension on a sky chart is the equivalent of longitude on a map of the Earth. Longitude lines on Earth go from pole to pole and cross the equator halfway. Right ascension lines on a sky chart go from one celestial pole to the other and cross the celestial equator halfway. When the centers of two objects are at the same right ascension, it's a conjunction in right ascension. For Regulus and the Moon, that happens Monday, Universal Time, at 048. That's 0 hours 48 minutes. They're 4.5 degrees apart on that right ascension line. A somewhat less obvious way of measuring the conjunction is in celestial longitude. The term is a little confusing. You naturally expect longitude on the sky to mirror longitude on the Earth. But like I just told you, the lines from celestial pole to celestial pole are called right ascension, and those lines are perpendicular to the celestial equator. Celestial longitude lines are perpendicular to the ecliptic. That's the path the sun appears to travel on during the course of a year. And since the sun goes north and south of the equator, the ecliptic is at an angle to the equator. The naked eye planets and the moon stay pretty close to that line. Sky watchers from centuries and millennia ago knew this path through the sky, and so it seemed natural to them to use it as their reference to where everything in the sky is. It didn't bother them that celestial longitude lines would be off-kilter from terrestrial longitude lines below. So we inherit this confusing term. Regulus and the moon have the same celestial longitude on Monday, UT, at 0358. The third way to measure a conjunction, usually the one I use in these podcasts and in Sky Carumba Online, 
is in angular separation. That's how close they are in the sky, whether or not they're due north and south of each other in either of the other two methods. They can be east and west of each other, or northwest and southeast, or whatever. The Moon and Regulus are closest that way at 0415 UT on Monday. Not only can two objects go through these different kinds of conjunctions at three different times, each can be at a different distance. The Regulus-Moon conjunction in right ascension is 4.5 degrees apart. The conjunction in celestial longitude is 4.2 degrees apart. And in angular separation, they're 4.1 degrees apart at their closest. The Moon's passing north of the star in right ascension and celestial longitude when they're closest in angular separation, the Moon is north-northeast of Regulus. We have a full Moon on Tuesday, the Moon's crossing the equator going south on Thursday, and we have another set of conjunctions between the Moon and a star on Friday. This time it's Spica, the bright star in Virgo. The times are in right ascension at 1045 UT at 3.3 degrees, in celestial longitude at 1306 at 3.0 degrees, and in angular separation at 1335 at 3.0 degrees. The asteroid Pallas is at perihelion Tuesday. It's in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. It'll be 2.132 astronomical units from the Sun. That's about 319 million kilometers. On the list of numbered asteroids, Pallas is second. Heinrich Olbers discovered it in 1802, a little over a year after another astronomer discovered number one Ceres. Olbers found Pallas while looking for Ceres. The two just happened to be kind of close to each other in the sky. Ceres has since been reclassified as a dwarf planet. That was fairly recently, and the asteroid list had thousands of entries on it by then. Astronomers aren't about to renumber all of them, so Pallas keeps number two, and all the rest of the asteroids keep whatever numbers they already have. You can see Pallas in binoculars or a telescope in a dark sky. It's a few degrees away from Sirius this week. It's approaching the meridian as darkness begins, so it's up about half the night. Get a finder chart for it from Sky Caramba on Twitter or Facebook, and if there's too much moonlight, look for Pallas next week. Sky Caramba.